Go beyond the superficial. Go beyond the noise. And Hype delivers business knowledge gained from developing and manufacturing hundreds of products, working with high-growth entrepreneurs from all over the world. Focus skills and passion into innovative ideas. Take control. Become the engineer of your own life. Transform product ideas into business realities. This is End Hype. Transform your product ideas into a business reality. My name is Callie Keen, and this is End Hype. All right, so check this out. The past week, two weeks, I've been on Clubhouse. It is the hot, hot thing. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're probably still waiting on an invite for it. Um, you go to clubhouseguide.com, get an idea of what I'm talking about. But it's a new social media app, that, audio only, taking the world by storm. There's crazy people on it. There's a ton of people just on there ready to learn, learning about all these topics, but there's absurd uh, famous people. I was saying, I was in a room that had Gail, you know, Oprah's best friend, and MC Hammer, right? It was ridiculous. But all the the famous YouTube thought leaders are on there, positive and negative, right? There's all the course sellers and coaches and a lot of... uh, hip hop artists and uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's insane right now. It's insane. But I've been spending that time doing something that I preach to you. It seems like every week, right? Which is go out there and ask people, go out there and listen, right? So I've been in the entrepreneurship groups. I've been hosting the rooms on entrepreneurship and sales and all of that fun stuff. Yeah. To give, to give information, right? I, I, I do like that. I love coaching. I love talking to people about ideas. I love like hearing that snap where they had a perceived obstacle and we overcome that. I really enjoy the whole process of, of it. I love making those connections, right? But I get something out of it too. I get practice communicating. I, I, I get to listen, right? I get to hear like where you are in your, you know, your journey. I hate that word, like the entrepreneurship journey. I hate it. If you have a better phrase for it, like DM me or comment below and I'll just start using that. But let's just, let's just uh, give me a pass on it right now. I get to meet people where they are, right? Where they are on that journey and deliver that piece of information. And uh, I'm going to take some of those conversations that we've been having and I'm going to use that to fuel these solo episodes. Also, by the way, connected with some ridiculous people and have amazing guests lined up. Uh, so much so that I had to open up another day to, to be able to do live streams. So be on the lookout for Tuesday live streams and Thursday live streams just because uh, we've been chopping it up with some crazy people and they're like, hey, I see you have a podcast. Or I'm like, hey, I see you have a podcast. Let's swap. Let's go. Let's do it. Um, so... Super pumped about that, uh, but you know, moving on. Like, I'm I'm pulling those conversations. We're going to be using that as fuel, customer driven content for what these solo episodes are. So I can I can explain it in a longer format and deliver it to a different audience. But uh, talking to people, there's a lot of ecom sales. A lot of people doing drop shipping, like a lot of people. And I want to give you a little quick insight is that when people show those Shopify numbers, when they show like those, those like 
crazy graphs of what how much revenue they have just believe me people dm me and they they want to know what the next opportunity is right i know what those numbers represent and those those are gross right they're not net they're not taking that home right there's a reason that that lambo is often rented right now there are some people that are killing it in drop shipping absolutely especially large brands i just bought a bed from Design Within Reach, and it's being built and drop shipped. And the reason I know that it is is because it takes like 12 to 14 weeks to get it, right? It's not sitting in a warehouse. They're just going to have that company build it to order and then send it to me, whatever. I'll deal with it. But, um, but yeah, there's a lot of people hustling out there, and they're making that AliExpress plus plug-in Shopify ad combo and trying to make it work and they're eating their margin with ads they're they're making customers super pissed because e-packet supposed to take a couple weeks could take 30 days but frankly right now logistics aren't super hot right um everything's late so if you're shipping your drop ship little arbitrage game e-packet it might be like two months before customers get something and they're going to be so pissed. You're not going to be able to retain them. And by the time you find a winning product, somebody's going to be eating out your, you know, they're, they're going to be nipping at your heels. They're going to be replicating that product. And you're on that treadmill, always finding the cool product. A lot of, a lot of the people that I'm speaking with, um, they're overly obsessed with finding winning products. And you can see that if you look at Facebook trends, finding winning products for Amazon is like a, a keyword that hits for drop shipping. And the reason is because once you they see it winning, somebody replicates it and they replicate it and it becomes harder and harder to compete. So you get that couple weeks or like a month worth of like just crushing it. But if you're in that drop shipping game or you're thinking about getting into that drop shipping game, you've probably seen those holes or you've seen those issues. And uh, I don't need to belabor it too much. Uh, if you are interested in like how it works, you can always message me. It's very simple how drop shipping works. And it's not a scam tactic because big companies use it. Uh, lots of brands use it. But it generally, for us mortals... And for people that are just starting, it is a very low margin business tactic. It is not a business. It's not even a business strategy. It is a tactic that you use to deliver products to a customer. So um, how do we move from tactics onto strategy onto business building? So this is a conversation that I've gotten into repeatedly over the past couple weeks. And I think it merits uh, bringing it on to end hype, right? Because with drop shipping, we're, we might have a page, we might have a store that's just for that product or just for products in that niche. Uh, and we're not building like a great memorable logo, a great memorable experience. We're not really building an email list um, that we can sell into over and over and over again. We're not building that no like trust factor. We're just trying to create a transaction. So low to no ownership, low to no risk means high competition and high 
high difficulty of scale. But what people seem to be interested in doing is then taking all those amazing skills that we've learned from doing tactics like drop shipping, and then how do we use those tactics to then build a brand? And I think that that is a very useful conversation. And funnily enough, it layers onto the traction product model that I've spoken about repeatedly on end hype and I've talked about in articles and uh, we've used to coach startups to you know get initial revenue get market traction all that stuff so uh, you know drop shipping is fine my flavor of it is to form affiliate deals with people that are in market so you make them happy by selling their products to your list you make your customers happy by delivering amazing products and you build kind of a thought leadership because you're connecting the two. So you can be seen as somebody that's making these deals and these connections inside the space. So you make money, you make two groups of people happy. There's a lot of value in it. So I like those kind of easy initial partnerships a little bit more than drop shipping. But I've been walking people through a framework of then moving on to selling white labeling products, which is really easy, how private labeling works and what type of private labeling products are available. And uh, it's interesting in that white label, private label space, depending on the market, there's a pretty fuzzy line where you switch between it being custom for you and being customized. But really easy easy example of the split would be in the nutraceutical market or the supplement market is if there's already a formulation and you're putting your logo on it, that's white label. If you're adding an element to it, not really creating new intellectual property, but you're creating a new formulation, like add a little bit more of this, add a little color, change the flavor, and putting your label on it, that's private label. So it's pretty interesting, uh, but we see that over in physical products by changing materials, changing the, um, maybe changing the shape a little bit, but generally changing the color and changing the materials quickly to bring it into alignment with what our customer wants and what our brand should be, right? But yeah, so you can see that there's lower investment, but there's some investment, right? So you might have to buy inventory. You might have very low minimum order quantities, but there'll still be some minimum order quantities to get the price to be right. But because of that, your margin will increase, right? You'll actually have some level of ownership and you'll start to be able to grow your business You'll be making good products and delivering them on time. So somebody might actually, they might actually like you. You're actually building brand equity. I mean, there's not really a nice way of saying this is like, you know, but that's as nice as I'm going to be about it, right? You're actually building a real business. You're not just deploying a strategy to trick people into giving you money. You're not just extracting money, right? You're building a business, something that can be leveraged, maybe sold one day, something that could be collaborated with. But this this strategy has been interesting, is going through the process of affiliates, white label, private label, and then talking about adding value to what you're doing with boxing. And I think this is this is really tied other key elements together, is that when we use our framework, we go out and we say like, well, this is what I'm trying to achieve these are the types of people that I like to be around and this is the group of people that I care about and know the most about and these are their problems. This is the transformational change that they're trying to create. So they're at stage A 
and they want to go to stage B. And the easiest way to figure this out is 10 years ago, where were you, right? Five years ago, where were you? Were you at stage A and then are you on the, are you on the journey, on the process to stage B? And like pretty much for every aspect of our life, any aspirational portion of our life, there is some type of change like this, a transformational change, right? There, so for, for, every, for every element of our life, every aspect of our life, there is a transformational change, right? There is a, I was single, now I'm married. Uh, there, I, was, I was by myself and now I'm a dad, right? I was an employee, now I'm a hacker. Now I'm an entrepreneur, now I'm a pirate, whatever you want to be, right? It's natural that in life that there's some pursuit of that change. And once we identify that story by going and talking to those people, what are they trying to be? What have they tried to, uh, what products or services or things have they um, used to help facilitate that in the past? We get these stories of change and these stories of problems. And we get some deeper competitive analysis. We understand like this group of people are aware of these products and they're aware of these problems. And we don't just have to launch one product, but we can launch as many products as we want to help facilitate that transformation. But the reason that I like this so much is that the messaging, right? Our copy in the ads, our copy on the landing page and the website and how we talk about the solution that we're going to sell becomes so much easier, right? I'm a slow writer. I'm not the best writer in the world. I feel like I'm getting better as a communicator. I really like communicating on the fly. But if I want to put written word on page, especially for a product launch, I just, I'll freeze up, right? I'll think about it. I'll overthink it. But if I go out and I just ask people about their problems and I hear those stories, I can remember them. I think about them. I can copy them down and I can use that as fuel in how I market the product how I message the product, and even what kind of products that I pick. And so they just resonate so deeply with that group of of customers. That's how those products sell out. That's how our products have sold out on launch. That's how we've had growth. That's how we've helped build brands. But what's cool is when we bring it back to that whole traction product methodology, and when we talk about affiliates, well, now I know what, what cool affiliates would be. You don't have to think linearly about it and say like, well, I'm selling shirts. So like what I'd sell somebody else's shirt. It's like, no, your shirt is a representation of a brand that you're trying to build. And nobody wants to just buy a shirt with your logo on it. They want to buy affiliation with some kind of archetype. And there's lots of other people selling into that archetype. So like, let's try to fuel that mission, right? What is the mission of that person? What is the goal of that person? And what are other products that you know and respect in that market that would help that person achieve that goal? So it makes more sense, like who to pick? What other products to white label or private label? Where to invest our time and our focus? But here's the coolest part of this. And uh, if we want to add value and we want to brand, I'm sure somebody else teaches this. I'm sure somebody else has this piece of information but from uh, running organizations with mentees, from fancy corporations, from reading all the startup books and e-com books, like I haven't really heard this, but this is super, super powerful. And uh, if you get nothing else from this episode, you need to get this part down. 
right? So we're able to add value by selling the story of that change. And if we want, because we're always obsessed with increasing the cart value, increasing the transaction value, increasing the lifetime value of that customer, we can create a box that's heavily branded, not just with our logo, but it's curated and branded for that experience that we're trying to offer. One of those challenges that are along the way. And we can theme it like that and we can put whatever we want in the box. We can put our friends' products in there. We can put our we can put uh, our products in there. We can sell it as a limited edition. We can rebrand that box with a collaborator and say, hey, this is curated. Hey, this is the Bobby curated box, Red Blue Collective. So this is all our products and it's been picked by this other person. And we can do that and we can start collaborating with people because of their products can go in the box. We can change the box. There's lots of different ways without massive investment to start building a brand and building that, that partnership right into the space. And uh, it's just, it's super tempting, especially for technical people to look at it and say like, well, it would cost way too much money to develop my idea. So I can't build a business when if instead of being obsessed with that idea or the tactic in the case of the drop shippers or like the product line in the case of the uh, apparel people, if we were laser focused on the customer and the customer problems, what we can see is we can do all these collaborations. We can create a series of products. Like we can be mission focused, right? We can sell that story, right? That hero's journey instead of just selling our garbage and power of this and the power of the uh, pieces that we've been, that I've been talking to people about on, on clubhouse. I'm like so excited about this. I hope that you join. Uh, I hope you join us. We're, we're doing a room on sales. It's every morning at 8 a.m. Do the room at 7 p.m. Most days. Okay. Most days, but we've had ridiculous guests in the room. Absolutely phenomenal. And uh, we pick a theme every every day. I'm doing it with my, my boy, Corey. Fantastic. But we walk people through these stages because it's like, how do you get over your fear? How do you get over your mindset? How do you get that sale, right? So I'm talking product. I'm talking about product strategy, product portfolio, partnerships, which are all little pieces of the sales process. And uh, he's talking about closing and building rapport and the sales script and training to get you in that place to actually sell those products. And it's a really interesting mix. The, the room's called seven-figure sales. I don't care if you're at zero-figure sales and you want to get to seven figures. I don't care if you make single deals that are seven figures and you want to get to God knows where. God bless you. I'm not going to look down on your dreams and success, right? But yeah, you should you should check it out. You should join us. Walking people through like what are those sticking points in getting that idea, getting it out to the world and selling it, and not just like giving it away to investors or giving it away to the bank or spending all of your money and your time on on hoping and wishing that it will work or struggling. In the case of these drop shippers, I'm telling you again, and if you're out there and you're you're listening to this and you're like, I'm killing it in drop shipping, I'm netting six figures, I, I'm super happy for you. I'm like the first person to say that I'm happy for you. But for the most part, drop shippers hit me up every single day and ask me what is next. And the reason that they do it is because the margins are so small 
and it's so hard to transfer into a brand that those seven-figure revenue Shopify screenshots that you you see, a lot of those people are making mid five figures, right? They're netting, they're netting the same amount that you'd get at a moderate job. They're working their ass off though. They are working their ass off. And like, I respect the hustle and I respect the skill acquisition. They're getting paid to learn Facebook ads at pretty much like a commando level, like ninja level, because it's the hardest thing. And you're learning lots of little pieces about what could later be logistics and sourcing and all this cool stuff. But if you're interested, DM me because there's easy ways of making 25 or 50% margin, basically using those skills if you give a shit about your customers. So that's kind of like my rant for the day because I've been I've talked to hundreds of people on this platform about all types of their businesses. And this has just seemed like a recurrent theme is like, I'm print-on-demand t-shirts, okay? Here's the blueprint to go from print-on-demand t-shirts to building an apparel brand. Hey, I'm a drop shipper and I sell beauty products, okay? Here's the blueprint for going from drop shipping beauty products into building a beauty brand. And like, talking people through this, I've literally talked them through that dozens of times, dozens and dozens of times, to the point where I'm like, this is something I should be doing because these people are working so hard and you're probably listening to this and you're working so hard. You're doing it the hardest possible way. So really cool conversations. If you can hop on the platform, I'll see you there. Uh, It's really easy to find me at Cali. It's pretty easy, but yeah, let's continue that conversation on clubhouse. We're going to try to incorporate clubhouse into the live streams on Thursdays, at least because the upcoming guests that we have are just, they're ridiculous. They're ridiculous. Some of them have almost a million followers on LinkedIn. Some of them have uh, hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram. So, I mean, hey, we got to get those eyeballs, right? If we don't, if we don't uh, get the message out, like, how are we going to end hype, right? So, that's it for me for today. Here's your call to action, though, right? If you're out there, you're sitting at home and you're looking at those ways of making money online, I'll say that I probably just got demonetized or shadow banned just for saying that. But if you're looking for a way to make money online, understand that dropshipping is a tactic. It's a tactic that an effective business uses. It's not a business itself. It is a good mechanism for hacking skill acquisition, right? You'll be forced to learn relevant skills that you can use in any business endeavor into the future. But is it a business? Most likely not, right? It's just a difficult job. Let's talk. That's all I'm saying. If you're a current dropshipper, let's talk. There's really, really fantastic opportunities out there. And I, I don't know. I'm kind of I'm interested after, after talking to you guys. I'm kind of interested. So maybe moving off startups, moving off e-com stores, maybe talking to a couple dropshippers. Who knows? Who knows what I'm doing? But my name is Callie Keen, and this has been End Hype. Thank you for listening to the End Hype Podcast. Follow Callie on social at Callie Keen to stay up to date with a bunch of free content and information. Change your life and change the world. End Hype.